Timberlane, 1829, Edgar Allan Poe. Kind solace in a dying hour, such father is not now my theme. I will not madly deem that power of earth may shriv me of the sin unearthly pride hath reveled in. I have no time to dote or dream. You call it hope that fire of fire. It is but agony of desire. If I can hope, oh God, I can. It's found it's holier, more divine. I would not call thee fool, old man, but such is not a gift of thine. Know thou the secret of a spirit, bowed from its wild pride into shame. O yearning heart, I did inherit thy withering portion with the fame. The searing glory which hath shone amid the jewels of my throne. Halo of hell and with a pain, not hell shall make me fear again. O oh, craving heart for the lost flowers and sunshine of my summer hours, the undying voice of that dead time with its unterminable chime rings in the spirit of a spell upon thy emptiness a knell. I have not always been as now, the fevered diadem on my brow. I claimed and won unsurprisingly, hath not the same fierce heirdom given, Rome to the Caesar, this to me, the heritage of a kingly mind and a proud spirit which hath striven triumphantly with humankind. On mountain soil I first drew life, the mists of the Tegle have shed nightly their dews upon my head, and I believe the winged strife and tumult of the headlong air have nestled in my very hair. So late from heaven that dew it fell, my dreams of unholy night upon me with the touch of hell, while the red flashing of the light from the clouds hung like banners over appeared to my half-closing eye the pageantry of melon of monarchy and the deep trumpet thunder's roar came hurriedly upon me, telling me of human battle where my voice, my own voice, silly child, was swelling. Oh, how my spirit would rejoice and leap within me at this cry, the battle cry of victory. The raid came down upon my head and sheltered and the heavy wind was giant-like, so thou my mind was giant-like, it was but man, I thought, who shed laurels upon me and the rush. The torrent of the chilly air gurgled within my ear the crush of empires with the captive's prayer, the hum of suitors, and the tone of flattery round a sovereign's throne. My passions from that hapless hour absorbed a tyranny which men have deemed since I have reached to power my innate nature, be it so. But, Father, there lived one who then, then in my boyhood, when their fire burned with still an intenser glow, for passion must with youth expire. And then who knew this iron heart in woman's weakness had a part? I have no words, alas, to tell the loveliness of loving well, nor would I now attempt to trace the more than beauty of a face, his lineaments upon my mind are shadows on the unstable wind. Thus I remember having dwelt some page of early lore upon with loitering eye till I have felt the letters with their meaning melt to fantasies with none. Oh, she was worthy of all love. 
Love as in infancy was mine. T'was such an angel, mine's above. Might envy her young heart the shrine on which my every hope and thought were incensed then a goodly gift, for they were childish and upright, pure as your young example taught. Why did I leave it and adrift, trust to the fire within for light? We grew in age and love together, roaming the forest and the wild, my breast her shield in wintry weather, and when the friendly sunshine smiled, and she would mark the opening skies, I saw no heaven but in her eyes. Young love's first lesson is the heart, for amid the sunshine and those smiles, when from our little cares apart, and laughing at her girlish wiles, I'd throw me on her throbbing breast and pour my spirit out in tears. There was no need to speak the rest, no need to quiet any fears. Of her who asked no reason why, but turned on me her quiet eye, yet more than worthy of the love my spirit struggled with and strove. When on the mountain peak alone, ambition lent it a new tone. I had no being but in thee, the world and all it did contain, in the earth, the air, the sea. Its joy, its little lot of pain, that was new pleasure, the ideal, dim vanities of dreams by night, and dimmer nothings which were real, shadows and more shadowy light, parted upon their misty wings, and so confusedly became thine image and a name, a name, two separate yet most intimate things. I was ambitious, have you known the passion, Father? You have not. A cottager I marked the throne of half the world as all my own, and murmured at such lowly lot, but just like any other dream upon the vapor of the dew, my own had passed did not the beam of beauty which did while it throw. A minute, the hour, the day oppressed my mind with double loveliness. We walked together on the crown of a high mountain which looked down afar from its proud natural towers of rock and forest on the hills, the dwindled hills begirt with bowers and shouting with a thousand rills. I spoke to her of power and pride, but mystically in such guise that she might deem it not beside the moments converse in her eyes. I read perhaps too carelessly a mingled feeling with my own. To flush on her bright cheek to me seemed to become a queenly throne, too well that I should let it be light in the wilderness alone. I wrapped myself in grandeur then and donned a visionary crown, yet it was not that fantasy had thrown her mantle over me, but that among the rabble men, lion ambition is chained down and crouches to a keeper hand, not so in deserts where the grand, the wild and terrible conspire with their own breath to fan as fire. Look round thee now on Samarkandi. It is not the queen of earth, her pride above all cities in her hand. Her destinies, and all beside of glory, which the world hath known, stands she not, nobly not alone, following her various stepping stone, shall from the pedestal of a throne, and who are sovereign, Timor he, whom the astonished people saw, striding over empires haughtily, and diademed at law. O human love, thou spirit given, on earth of all we hope in heaven, which falls into the soul like rain upon the Syrac withered plain, and falling in thy power to bless, but leavest the heart a wilderness, idea 
which bindeth life around with music of so strange a sound and beauty of so wild a birth. Farewell, for I have won the earth. When hope the eagle that towered could see, no cliff beyond him in the sky, his pinions were bent droopingly. When Homer turned his softened eye with twist sunset, when the sun will part, <clears throat> there comes the soulness of heart. To him who still would look upon the glory of the summer sun, that soul will hate the evening mist, so often lovely and will list to the sound of the coming darkness known to those whose spirits hearken as one, who in a dream of night would fly, but cannot from a danger nigh. What though the moon, the white moon, shed all the splendor of her noon, her smile is chilly, and her beam in that time of dreariness will seem. So like you gather in your breath a portrait taken after death. Boyhood is a summer sun whose waning is the dreariest one. For all we live to know is known and all we seek to keep hath flown. Let life then as the day flower fall with the noonday beauty, which is all. I reached my home, my home no more, for all all have flown who made it so. I passed from out its mossy door. And though my tread was soft and low, a voice came from the threshold stone of one who I had earlier known. Oh, I defy thee hell to show on beds of fire that burn below, a humbler heart, a deeper woe. Father, I firmly do believe, I know, for death who comes for me from regions of the blessed afar, where there is nothing to deceive, hath left his iron gate ajar, and rays of truth you cannot see are flashing through eternity. I do believe that Eblis hath a snare in every human path. Else how, when in the holy grove, I wandered in the idle love, who daily scents his snowy wings with incense of burnt offerings, from the most unpolluted things, whose pleasant bowers are yet so riven above the trellised rays from heaven, no mote may shun, no tiniest fly, the lightning of his eagle eye. How was it that ambition crept unseen amid the revels there, till growing bold he laughed and leapt in the tangles of love's very hair?